Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. In the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Kind of a different time. 2 to 4 o'clock. We've got college basketball coming up right after the show. It is tournament time. One of my favorite times of year. Do I watch a lot of college basketball these days? No, I don't. But when it gets to this time of year, I do. Then all of a sudden, I'm an expert on uh, on college basketball. But it's a great time of year. The tournament is right around the corner of the main tournament. But here in Las Vegas, oh my gosh. Come on, Cotton. How many basketball tournaments do we have right now going on? There's so many. Uh, you had the WCC out in uh, Henderson, the newly opened Dollar Loan Center. Big w- West. Yes. Uh, no, uh, West Coast Conference. That's uh, the ch- the conference that Gonzaga plays in. No, no, no. They were at the Orleans. Oh, excuse me. Man, yes. there's so many going right. on. The Big but West, Long Beach State. Big West is at the at the Dollar Loan Center in that, Henderson. Right, exactly. Like, well, you, there you go. You've already proved me wrong that there's so many. There's so <laughs> there much is. going on. There is. So the Pac-12 teams. obviously is out here. Um so uh, that's all getting started. UCLA, USC, all those, uh, all those uh, Pac-12 cats uh, are going to be out here. But we're talking football, obviously. Another day, another quarterback on the move. Carson Wentz, as expected, will no longer be an Indianapolis Colt. What wasn't expected was his landing spot or the fact that the Colts were even able to find a landing spot for Carson Wentz that included... Getting a nice little haul for him. But I'm off the Carson Wentz train. I just, I, I mean, things would have to really change for him to get back to where, to even close to where he was. I know he threw 27 touchdown passes. I think he had seven interceptions uh, last year. On paper, it looked pretty good. But boy, I'll tell you what. The Carson Wentz that I saw in Indianapolis when the Raiders went out there, uh, I think it was New Year's Day or January 2nd, right around, right around the New Year and beat the Colts. That Carson Wentz, you could have him, man. I'm sorry. I would not, if I'm Washington, take that kind of a chance, give up that kind of a haul to go get him. Um, Thinking that, and man, teams get caught in this trap so often. Bring him into our culture. Bring him into our room. Bring him into our situation with our coaches. We'll get him right. We'll get, those are the type of guys that set you back, if not get coaches fired. Because you just think and believe, we'll get them right. We'll, 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 we'll get it figured out. There's too much there to like. And no doubt, if you talk about four years ago, five years ago, Carson Wentz had everything you were looking for. Not anymore. I mean, I think this is a banged up player. We've seen that with guys like that too. The runners, the athletes, the guys that, and no disrespect to them, they've got that competitive nature. They're going to take off and run and make plays. There's a shelf life for those guys. There's a shelf life. And all of a sudden, you look up, and they're kind of a shelf of them, or, or a, 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 um, a shell of themselves. Cam Newton kind of went through that. Remember Cam Newton for a, a little while early in his career? You, you, it was almost like you'd never seen anything like him. That big, that strong, that fast, that athletic, can throw the ball a country mile, could run over you, around you. He was like a linebacker parading out there as a quarterback that could actually throw and read defenses and do everything you need to do from a quarterback uh, uh, perspective, including 
just be a physical force in every which way. But then somewhere along the line, Cam Newton, you know, took a lot of hits. I always feel like unnecessarily so. I thought the referees did not have his back. They could have curtailed that from the very beginning. But instead, they allowed some hits to happen that shouldn't have happened. Didn't call a f- throw a flag. What are players going to do? They're going to continue to do it until you start calling those penalties. And eventually, he wore down. Carson Wentz has worn down. Just the injuries, I think, have just... Uh, ravaged him and he's he's he, I just I don't have confidence that he's going to play a full season and that he's going to play a full season with a, at a high level he just hasn't for a while but hey it's he's on Washington's hands now and I know that a lot of people saw that trade the Colts getting rid of their quarterback they don't really have a quarterback I mean they've got quarterbacks on their roster but They're not, you know, viable NFL quarterbacks that you're going to roll into a season unless you're just rebuilding and the Colts aren't going to rebuild. They're a pretty darn good football team. So what are they going to do, a quarterback? What are they going to do, a quarterback, you ask? Well, the natural game of connect the dots is, hmm, would the Colts make a run at Derek Carr? Let me just clear a couple things up. Number one, they made a run for him last year, as did a handful of other teams. And as I reported last week, based on what I was hearing in Indianapolis, teams are continually showing interest in Derek Carr. And, you know, that's why. Well, because he's a good quarterback. I think our our friend Miles um, um, from uh, PFF, Miles uh, Simmons, former, used to cover the Raiders for the Review Journal. Uh, Anyway, he put out a, a, a nice list of quarterbacks. His list of top quarterbacks, 1 to 32, starting quarterbacks. He had Derek Carr, number 12. That's kind of where he slots in. 12, you know, 11, depending on the statistic, depending on the measure. He's a top 15 quarterback consistently. Why, if you're the Raiders, what? Every team that's traded for a quarterback so far in this uh, cycle has needed a quarterback. That's why they trade for a quarterback. If you're the Raiders, you have that position locked down. At some point, there will be a better option than Derek Carr, and that'll be that. That's how the world works. That's how life works. They come and they go. We all know that. But for the time being, Derek Carr is the best, not only the best option, but he's a very good option. That's the thing. Like People think that, oh, well, you're saying he's the best option. You're just kind of settling for him being the best option. No, he's a really good option. And I continue to say this, and I stand by it. You put a good team around Derek Carr, good things will happen. I saw somebody on Twitter talking about how, well, you know, Guys like that, they've reached their ceiling. Even if you've reached your ceiling, that doesn't mean in a better situation with better players around you, your numbers can't get better. Just look at Matthew Stafford. I think he had 41 touchdown throws last year with the uh, with the Rams. I know he had 17 pass interceptions. That's unacceptable. But besides the turnovers, he played one of his best years ever. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he had 41 touchdown uh, throws, which I, the last time he had done that was really early in his career? 2011. Yeah, right? So he had, what was the closest since 2011 that he came to throwing 41 touchdown passes? He also threw 32 in 2015. But right. this past season and in 2011, both 41 touchdowns. 41, so tied a career high. Right. I'm not, you know, here's the thing. When people go, well, you know, 
he's reached his ceiling. Okay, it doesn't matter. The ceiling doesn't matter. It's okay if you put good players around him, the the ceiling, the, the statistical ceiling goes up. The quarterback is good. You put better players around him, the numbers are going to be better. That's what Matthew Stafford proved last year. He went from a bad situation in Detroit where the numbers were okay, no wins, obviously, playoffs few and far between. It was rebuild after rebuild, coaching chains after coaching chains, a couple of glimmers here and there where they kind of got it right around him. But he didn't get better this year. The players around him were better, and that includes offensive line, weapons. Uh, the defense was better. Gave him, you know, if he makes a mistake, the defense is there to kind of clean it up a little bit. That's what football is all about. It's the ultimate team game, as our good friend Lincoln Kennedy always says. By the way, Lincoln says hi to everybody. He is gallivanting around the globe somewhere out of country as we speak. Um, so he's having a good time, and he deserves to. But again, the, 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 the ceiling thing, like, you know, getting better doesn't mean the quarterback gets better. Getting better sometimes means, means being, being put in a better situation and that thus the stats are going to improve. I still think that Derek Carr's statistics can absolutely get better. And here's why I say that, Damon Cotton. If you look at his numbers before everything kind of went off the rails this year, before Henry Ruggs left the scene, before Darren Waller got hurt and missed, what, five games, five straight games? He was leading the league in all kinds of statistics, including explosive plays, throws over 20 yards, throws you know over 40 yards or more, touchdown, all those things. He was lighting it, lighting it up to the point where people were talking about him legitimately so as putting himself on a path to a potential MVP. That's how good he was playing. And even Derek Carr would tell you, it's not so much that I'm playing better. <laughs> it's that I've got better players to throw the ball to and work around. Derek Carr gets it. He understands it. It's kind of why he wants to work with the Raiders a little bit in terms of the contract. I talked about this a couple of Fridays ago. In order to leave room under the cap and flexibility to go get better players. He's not necessarily playing better himself. His numbers are better because there's better players that he's throwing the ball to, that he's handing the ball off to, that's blocking for him. That's how it works. So if you ever hear, well, he still has a ceiling, I'm talking about his statistical ceiling because he can play. He just needs help. And so this game of connect the dots where you're, oh, okay, well, since the Colts now need a quarterback – Maybe they'll make a godfather offer to the Raiders for Derek Carr, and maybe they will. But if you're the Raiders, if you don't have a simultaneously um, uh, able-to-be-executed option to, to replace Derek Carr, like immediately, like within an hour, you trade Derek Carr and you bring in Let's just say Deshaun Watson in a perfect world, all of his legal problems were, were taken care of. If you don't have that and you don't have an inkling that 
something is imminent in terms of bringing in somebody better than he is, why would you trade your quarterback right now? I don't care what somebody's going to offer short of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels taking a look at this roster over the last month and saying, you know what? We're not even close. Let's go trade the quarterback, get a bunch of draft picks, salary cap, all that kind of stuff, and rebuild. They're not doing that because they don't have to. They're not in that position. The Raiders won 10 games last year. They were a play away from tying the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round of the playoffs with seconds to go to push that game into overtime. Who knows what would happen in overtime? And that was with a very limited Darren Waller. It was with an offensive line that never took off. No Henry Ruggs out there anymore. Deshaun uh, Jackson was just, you know, kind of a shell of himself. He was limited and a, a guy that was on a, a basically a pitch count. You couldn't, you know, utilize him as much as you probably would have loved to have utilized him because he's just getting up there in age. It was with a flawed team is what I'm saying. And yet the Raiders were still able to be as close as they were to moving on in the playoffs. Derek Carr isn't part of the problem. Derek Carr is one of the certain things on this team. Tinker around him, improve around him, and watch the statistics go up and watch the wins follow. Back out or out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Mac is on the line. Hey, Vinny, how are you? D- doing good, Raider Mac. How are you? I'm doing good. I- I'm just, I'm calling, uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest. First, the, the first thing, nobody, I mean, you know, half of Raider Nation is with Carr, the other half is. Not with Carr, and I agree with you. We got to keep him. You can't, you can't, you can't trade him because there's nobody to trade him for. Because you're not, we're not, we can't bring Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Watson in with, um, with what happened with uh, Henry Ruggs. But stop making excuses for Derek Carr. He didn't have his person. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't have the same, that didn't have the same thing, and they still excel it. The problem is. Is Derek Carr has reached his potential. He's not getting any better. He's not going to get no worse, but he's not getting any better. And that's what Raider, that, that's what we're seeing. The people that saying that Derek Carr is, is is great, but he's not. He's not a top. He's not a top ten. He's top fifteen. So keep him. Second thing, um, Vinny, um, you you you. I heard you say yesterday that Derek Carr's in the same league as um, Russell, there's no way. I didn't Russell say that. Is, yeah, yeah, you did. I, 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 statistically, last year, he, I, I said we that. We're not talking about statistics. We're talking about player-wise. You you can't tell me that their car is, on, is not on the same league as, as Russell Wilson. You know it and I know it. Any Raider fan that thinks that is, is, is doesn't look at football, and you're a great football guy, but... You know, and I know, there's no way Derek Carr is on the same level. I said I wasn't. I, what I said was, yes, I think Russell Wilson's the better. I've said that he's the fourth best quarterback in the division, period. And so I agree with that. I'm just saying that fourth doesn't mean 32nd in the league. He's fourth in his conference. He's probably about the, the 12th best quarterback in the, in the NFL. So I do think that Russell Wilson is better. But my thing is, is he so good? or so much better than, than Derek Carr, that you would have been willing to give up what the Denver Broncos gave up to go get him 
knowing that you still have to figure out a solution for Henry Ruggs, knowing that you still have to figure out a solution at right tackle, knowing that you still have to go figure out a solution if Casey Hayward leaves at cornerback. Is Russell Wilson so good that he was going to be able to come in here with – uh, the Raiders, uh, 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 you know, no longer in a in a great position to fill some of the needs that they can fill in, in you know, uh, uh, as of right now, moving into next week of the draft. Is he so good that he would have overcome all of that? I don't think he is. He's never done that with Seattle. I mean, they've been good, you know, uh, even in spite of their flaws. No doubt the Seattle Seahawks have been good with him as quarterback, and no doubt he's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. But is he so much better? This was my point yesterday. Like, if I was the Denver Broncos right now, and I had everything that I felt like I needed to have, maybe I would consider making a trade like that to get that. That's what the Rams did with uh, Jared Goff, who I think Derek Carr is just a better quarterback than Jared Goff. But the Rams last year decided we're a, we, we just need a, a we are an improved quarterback away, an improved quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. They had all their weapons. They had a good offensive line. They were set at, at defensive line. They were good at linebacker. They had all the secondary help that they needed. They were a complete team. The Les Snead and Sean McVay looked at the Rams roster last year and looked at quarterback and said, we are merely a better quarterback away from sealing the deal. The Raiders, to me, aren't a better quarterback away from sealing the deal. They are a wide receiver, a right tackle. A, uh, you know, they got to make some changes on the defensive line. A cornerback away from from pushing further than they've been, from being a team that dabbles in the playoffs and pushes through in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I w- you know, in a perfect world, would I take Russell Wilson over Derek Carr? Yes, I would. I absolutely would. But I don't think the Raiders are in a position to give up everything that it was going to take to go get Russell Wilson knowing that they still had the same exact flaws that they would that they have right this minute and would have relinquished a whole bunch of assets that they can use to improve around Derek Carr. That was my point. Jared is in Vegas. How you doing, Jared? Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to call in to uh, talk about what Raider Wack was saying. I mean, Mac, my bad. Uh, sorry for the nation-on-nation crime there, but... I don't really consider guys that don't love our own as part of the nation. You know what I'm saying? Um, can you answer me this? Best quarterback in the league. What did he do last year? One and done, huh? Gee, and Derek Carr was what? Yeah, what? man. You see, you see what the deal is here? Um, the deal is it takes a team, bro, a team. And I know you know this. And I know the man knows this. And sitting next to you, Todd, it takes a team. It, it does take a, a team. One player. It yeah. doesn't take one player. Right. And Derek Carr needs the support. Just like you were saying, he needs a wide receiver. He needs a right tackle that's confident. He needs a guard that's a guard, not some prospect or, I mean, project by the former staff. I mean, he needs help. Now, what Derek Carr is, he's a baller, man. That dude is straight up gas when it's time to go. Give him some help, and he'll show you. But this Raider on Raider crime, man, it's got to <laughs> stop. Y'all need to learn to love their own. You know what, Raider Mac? I bet your wife is through with you, too. It's been a couple of years. You ain't performing anymore. Oh. Peace. 
I'm not touching that one, but uh, otherwise, <laughs> good call, uh, Jared in Vegas. And, and, and I agree, teams win championships, you know, and, and uh, uh, explaining the Rams situation last year. Hey, and I know because I talked to the Rams people about this. Hey, Matthew is a guy that, you know, can be a, a consistent nine and can get to 10 easier and more consistently than Jared. It was no hate for Jared Goff. They just felt like they were going to get more consistent play and a higher level of play more consistently out of Matthew Stafford. But they had everything else in place. That's why they could give up the first round picks and, and Jared Goff and Michael Brockers because they knew what they had across the roster. The Raiders just aren't in that position, but I think it's going to be easier for them to use what they do have, the assets they do have, and the money and all that kind of stuff to go get things fixed uh, around Derek Carr to, again, put this team in a position where they don't just dabble in the playoffs. They could get to the playoffs and make some noise. I think that the Raiders are closer than people think, and the help that's needed is out there. We're going to talk about that potential help. I got a little bit of a Raiders free agent checklist going right now, and I want to hear uh, yours as well if you want to give me a call on what you hope to see in free agency. I know what uh, I'm putting together uh, as I kind of assess it and write about it, and you can read it in Vegas Nation. I'm going to give you a sneak preview uh, today. Just give me a call at 702-365-9200 with your free agent checklist for the Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. This is what I'll say to him. We were talking about, um, I know there's a lot of Laker fans out there uh, and Warrior fans and Jerry West fans because you know what? Jerry West built the Lakers. He helped build the Warriors. Trust me when I say that. Warrior fans understand. But the way he's being depicted in winning times is wrong. It's just flat out wrong. And um, a lot of people are writing about it now and because uh, I was there. All right. I was there. That's not the Jerry West that I worked with, period. Exclamation point. He wasn't like that. Nor really was anybody that they that they've portrayed, but in particular, they really took a lot of license with Jerry West. And now, people who don't know Jerry West or are just fans that weren't around during that time, they're literally thinking that that's Jerry West and what Jerry West is all about. That's where Hollywood it's, baby, it's wrong. And I'll say this: <laughs> since I was there and um, throughout all of that, all of the Showtime era. You didn't have to embellish. It was so special, so fun, so entertaining, such a once-in-a-lifetime period of time that the facts were more than enough. If you're a good writer, and Jeff Perlman, our good friend, he just wrote the book, and the book was excellent. You know, when you, when you, when you sign off on, you know, here's the rights to my book, you're signing off on everything. And tr- truly, you don't have any more say in the matter, okay? So I'm not talking about Jeff Perlman, the author. I'm talking about the screenwriter. I don't know who it was, and I, 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 but I will say this. Um, if you're not a good enough writer to make reality as entertaining as it truly was, and you have to do what they're doing because you didn't either have confidence in yourself as a writer or you weren't writing it good enough as it was just reality, because trust me when I say – 
the reality was funner, more fun, and more entertaining than what I'm seeing on the on the TV show. I'm going to continue watching. And the other part about it is there's it's not like it's a one and done. Obviously, sometimes when you take a book and make it into a movie, there's stuff that you have to like really tie up really quickly, and it's just a difficult challenge. But this is a series. <laughs> they, they have all more than enough time to really uh, get to characters, and there, it was a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. You know, we had a blast. It was a special, special time, but it wasn't what they're showing on there, and my gripe is people that are now being introduced to it for the first time are literally thinking that that's what it was, and I think that's wrong, Devon. Yeah, uh, real quick, so we got a bunch of callers lined up, but hey, let me just throw this out to you real quick. If HBO, if they get the numbers back and they're like, oh, this is a smash hit, success, numbers are through the roof, isn't it worth it for HBO? For who? To ja- HBO to jazz it up I a know, little bit. But, but do you understand my point? I get your point, but I'm saying like, do you hey, not, do you, wait, 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 yes, of course. forget the numbers. Do you understand how if you're Jerry West, that's, uh, I'll use the capital F and then upped. Do you not? You see that? Yes, of course. These are it's, real so people. So it's wrong. It's wrong. It's flat out wrong what they've done. And I'm glad people are speaking up about it. Gary Vitti, the uh, our, the great trainer, good friend of mine, uh, who was a consultant on the show, walked off. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. After watching it being filmed for a couple of days, it's like, nope, this isn't for me because this isn't what it was. And so that's the part that I have a big issue with. And people now are starting to come out and that work with him, Mitch Kupchak, uh, the general manager over in Charlotte, uh, his sidekick for so many years, saying that's I worked with the guy every day for you know twelve years or so. Never ever in a in 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 a million years did he act like that. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's a little bit of a pet peeve for me. I lived it, and a lot of people, my colleagues, we've been talking back and forth that it's just it's it's not right to take so much liberty that you you're literally changing somebody. Uh, and the perception of that person to a bunch of people that are just being introduced to him uh, right now. Um, By the way, real quick, here's my free agent checklist for the Raiders. Been working on this and working on this, working on this. Probably not going to go anywhere, but hey, we'll find out. I do think... My the first player on my list. I think that I do believe there's going to be genuine interest from the Raiders, and um, we'll see how far it goes. But anyway, first on the list, cornerback J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots, offensive tackle Morgan Moses, the New York Jets, put him at right tackle. Also guard James Daniels from the Chicago Bears. Defensive tackle uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, an emerging uh, defensive tackle, just a space eater, played with the rounds uh, the last few years. And then wide receiver DJ Chark uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, I, I put this together looking for ways to fill some, some, some big holes. I think Morgan Moses will be fine at right tackle. I think James Daniels can push um, – you know, uh, uh, John Simpson, the the, the left guard, uh, second-year player last year. Uh, I think they need to create some depth, need to create some uh, competition at that position. Best man wins uh, type of thing. I think uh, Joseph Day fills a need at nose tackle. And then, obviously, D.J. Chark with his speed. And I think playing with a good quarterback in a better system than, obviously, he played with last year in Jacksonville can get back on track uh, and be a player that really helps this Raiders offense get to the next level. So that's my list. I want to hear what your list is. Give me a call at 702-365-9200. And on that note, we are going to go out to the Raider Nation list line because Raider 27 is on the line. How are you doing, Raider 27? Hey, you know, Vinny, I was sitting back here, and it was so much fun being in the newsroom. We got McDaniels and Ziegler from Boston, from New England, and <laughs> everybody's excited and happy, and then... 
Russ Wilson got traded to the Broncos, and it's like the whole world fell apart. I'm like, what the heck is going on? The, the final NFL rankings for quarterbacks, Blake Carr's number 10. You really are going to start complaining and, and moaning and groaning because you only have to the 10th-ranked quarterback in the NFL. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous to me that nobody looks at the whole team. Nobody looks at the whole picture of what's going on. Everything that happened last year, Derek Carr put this team on his shoulders last year and took him to the playoffs. With you a, tell me any better quarterback that could have done what he did last year with everything that this team went through. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we'd be remiss not to say he got a lot of help. I mean, the defense was improved. What did we talk about all last offseason? Get a better defense. Uh, more wins are going to follow. The Raiders did that. They got better uh, on defense. It wasn't great, but it was a, definitely a, a step in the right direction. Um, you know, the Raiders hope to build off of that uh, with a new scheme, maybe. Um, you know, the new coaching staff, some new players. Obviously, there's going to be some additions, some some detra- subtractions. But it showed last year that you build a defense. It's going to help you stay in games. It's going to help cover up some mistakes that in, invariably happen. Um, so just continue to build around him and get it further than where it went last year with the 10 and 7 record. I think there's more wins that are available to the Raiders. They just got to figure out a few things uh, in and around uh, the quarterback. It is a team game. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Fargo is on the line. How you doing, Fargo? Good afternoon, Vinny and Damon. How you guys doing? We're doing good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I'll start off by saying this. You know, the same guys calling for Carr's head are the same guys that are willing to throw that Denver deal at, te- at the Texans to get Watson. Well, let me tell you guys something. I don't know if you understand. He's probably out from playing. So how are you going to trade for him? Are you going to trade picks that you might not get back and he might not play? Not to mention we have a zero-tolerance policy versus, in violence versus women in the Raiders. And I, I stand by that. I'm proud that they have that. So it's a moot point. Unless you're going to come at me with some viable trade options or a smart move, what's the point? Absolutely. You drop it already, fellas. Yep. You know? All right, Fargo, what I'm would be say, your – you're your, uh, you're not moving Derek Carr. I'm with you. What's, how are you fixing um, uh, you know, uh, the rest of the team? What's your, what's your priorities, free agency? For me, defense. Defense is who plays the quarterbacks. The D-backs are the ones who have the most direct interaction other than the line with the quarterback. They're the ones that are going to intercept the passes, that are going to break up the passes, and are going to cover receivers. So uh, if it's up to me, you go all in on a, on a Gilmore or a, or a J.C. Jackson, Jackson mm-hmm. and, and uh, you move on there. Bring back Hayward if possible. And then uh, as the, the O-line move I like, would be to bring back Nick Martin. He can play guard, and he's a backup for the center. Let's not forget, if we if we lose Andre James to injury, we're stuck with a practice squad guy who I can't even remember his name at the moment. Yeah, the, no. The, I, the, you know, so for, he, to me, that's something that we need to address, and he already has a rapport with the team, and I feel like that's kind of important, especially in a center position. Yeah, that would be my my approach. I hear you, Fargo. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, brother. Great call. Um, yeah, I was on the morning tailgate show uh, this morning, um, and here's my thing: you wanna you wanna beat Russell Wilson and uh, or, or neutralize Russell Wilson and neutralize 
help neutralize Patrick Mahomes and deal with them better and, uh, and, and Justin Herbert. You got to build a defensive line that can get after the quarterback and create havoc, and you got to, you know, uh, have a secondary that can support that. Obviously, linebackers too come into play, but but that's how the Raiders are going to deal with the quarterbacks in this division. You have to build a defense that can slow them down. Nobody's getting slow. Nobody's getting shut out. All right. Um, so when I say improve the defense, and I've seen some people on social media, you know, you're not gonna. There's no way to defend uh, that. You know, those kinds of offenses. You're, you're right to an extent. You're not going to shut them out. You're not. But you can build a, a defense that's good enough to force a couple of turnovers, to get a couple of key stops. That's really what great defenses become about. I mean, yeah, you can sell out and, and, and buy your way to a great defense in this league. It might come at the expense of, of your offense because there's only so much money that you and draft picks uh, that you have to uh, or, or are allotted uh, to go build one side of the ball. These days, just being able to be solid defensively and timely and opportunistic and force turnovers and, again, be able to get some key stops here and there. Now, there will be times when you're playing against – a lesser offense where that you know the attributes and the strengths that you build can go out and pitch a shutout or pitch you know a, a seven point game, but in this division against those kinds of offenses, you're not going to shut anybody down unless they're throwing the ball all over the yard and fumbling it and and penalize and just having a bad game. That can happen, of course, but consistently you're not going to just stonewall these kinds of offenses. You have to build a defense that can neutralize them and slow them down just enough. How many times have we seen, even when the Raiders didn't have a good defense a couple of years ago, all they wanted needed to win again against the Kansas, or to sweep the Kansas City Chiefs was one, one key stop. One key stop somewhere along the way, and they weren't capable of doing that. If you build a defense that's able to do that a few times a game, the offense is going to be fine, and it'll be good enough to score enough points like we've been talking about. Go help a little bit and tinker on the offense and go get a, a fierce pass rush, a defensive line that can play the run, make it one-dimensional, and defensive backs that can cover. And you're going to be in better business against those types of offenses. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Trevor is in Seattle. How you doing, Trevor? I'm good, Vinny. How you doing? Doing good, thank you. Uh, I definitely agree with a lot of the things that you've been saying. Um, at right tackle, I would like to see a veteran to help Leatherwood's development and I don't want to forget about Denzel Good coming back. I think he right. can kind of push Simpson a little bit at that left guard position or, you know, whoever mm-hmm. whoever beats out uh, the other person can take that starting spot. And then uh, speed on the outside, you know, uh, DJ Shark, I think, is a great option. And, and it really, you know, I, I have to think back at how much chaos there was on offense last year with Gruden and Ruggs and all that. Like, we're bringing in a good play caller. We'll have some consistency I think offense is going to be fine, and then we just got to load up on defense. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, big time in the draft. If we can get a J.C. Jackson, that'd be awesome, but even like a Bradbury, um, and just, you know, hit on some good draft picks so we have depth. I mean, we were sitting pretty until we started getting hurt last year, and then our lack of depth because of those missed draft picks really started to get exposed. Yeah, that's where, boy, um, you know, if 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 the Raiders could have a, a redo on some of those draft picks that they missed on, 
Um, you think about where this roster could really be right now uh, because there were some hits, especially, you know, a little bit down further in the draft, um, you know, with your Max Crosby's and your Hunter Renfro's um, and your Nate uh, Hobbs's, uh, those types of players. I think Devon Diablo is a ascending a good young player. I think Tyree G- uh, Gillespie has a chance to be pretty good. Um, I, you know what, who, who people aren't talking about? Malcolm Kuntz. When Malcolm Kuntz got on the field last year, that's why I'm really eager to see what the new staff has in store for Malcolm Kuntz. Um, and, and he might not be a star right off the bat, but he, this uh, staff, and I thought Gus Bradley did a good job in bringing Malcolm along uh, and then you know, slowly but surely getting him on the field and uh, getting them some time, getting the, getting the feet wet a little bit. He made plays while he was out there. If he's doing his due diligence – uh, Malcolm this offseason and, you know, eating right and staying in shape and getting better and working on his game and all of that type of stuff. I'm really interested to see Patrick Graham in this staff with a talent like that because, you know, you it's great when guys could do everything, but when you can do one thing exceptionally, and I really think that he can rush the passer exceptionally, I think he's got a knack. I think this staff um, is going to be is going to be able to put him in some positions to really succeed, uh, even if it's just situational in his second year. We've seen so many times over the years where guys just get better and better, and then by that third, fourth year, all of a sudden they're blossoming. I would expect Malcolm Kuntz. I would expect Divine Diablo. I would expect uh, Tyree Gillespie. Obviously, Trevor Morg and uh, Nate Hobbs. That's not a bad uh, little collection of talent that you have on defense. We haven't even mentioned Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby. Um, you know, and, and Trayvon Mullen, if if he could get the foot right and everything, he's a pretty uh, decent player as well. There's a lot of pieces on the defense. When we talk about the Raiders getting better defensively, it's not wholesale changes. It's not all this crazy, oh my gosh, how are they going to fill this and that and this and that? It's it's a couple pieces here and there. And then as Dave Ziegler talked about, building depth, building competition. Just keep bringing in good players, uh, as many as you can through the draft and free agency and let the coaches figure it out. Uh, but I think there's talent. There's a foundation there defensively. Now you just got to make some right decisions uh, in free agency in the draft to get it to another level. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Passionate Raider. Passionate Raider, how's your mom doing, man? Man, thank you, Vinny. Thanks for asking, man. She, she's still under the she's still under the surgery right now, and ended up getting a two hour delay. Something I don't know what happened. There's nothing with her. It was with the doctor. So she still got about two and a half hours left. I was just out with my dad. Um, just come up here and whew, sitting with him for a little bit. He's real. Just it's just nervous time, man. We just want to pray that nothing that the cancer didn't go nowhere. That it was concealed in that spot, you know, and you never know all that till it's all done. Oh yeah. That's they go in. So, you know, it's just it's just sitting here, you know, just just pounding away. But you Well, you know, know we, just, all, we all we all got your back, brother, and your mom's back. Man, I, I love you guys, man. You know, I, I don't get to listen at work you know, I can't because I I'm out in the grill and there's no time for for listening to the morning show, but I did go down to the bathroom and turn it on and, and I did get to hear two eleven this morning and uh much love, brother I I mean, push words out of his mouth, and I, I really appreciate that. And everyone else, and all the messages and everything today, guys, man, we got this, man. God is greater than anything, man, and the power of prayer is real, man. I mean, you guys just knew my life and my story and my testimony, man. God, God's taken a lump of clay that was pretty pretty messed up, and he's, he's doing some good things in people's lives, man. So, but, 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 Vinny, man, I'm just, 
Man, back to the football, man. I thank you guys for everything. But, you know, my look at, my, my take on it is like this. I agree with all of your all your draft picks, man. all your, your, your free agent moves. And, you know, I'm in agreement with like what Fargo says. You know, it, we have to beef up the defense. Because if you think of it now, and we know the reality of the situation is, we have eight games now against top five quarterbacks. Eight. Six. Eight games a year. Six. So, so, okay, six, my bad, six. Plus, you know, we'll say 10 because we've got, what, eight, eight, 17 games now. You know, we've got a couple of really good quarterbacks for playing this coming year. But six very hard games are probably going to be primetime games. Every single one of the matchups, primetime matchup. So, Vinny, you know, we've seen I, – I, I'm not a I, – I might say this and it might sound crazy, but I am not a Derek Carr hater. Oh, I understand. I just try to be a, I just try to be a realist about the situation and what we have seen in eight years. You know, everyone wants to say, and they have their, their opinion, that he carried this team to the playoffs. I mean, no. If it really it was probably some of the worst football of his career the last four games to get into the playoffs. But that's for another day. But what I would like to see, you know, all these teams, there's some teams right now wanting to give a King's ransom for a player like Derek Carr. I mean, no, we've never had a Josh McDaniels, but Josh McDaniels has never had a team successful without a Bill Belichick. We have a lot of 50-50 coins we're flipping right now. We all want to believe, yes, I believe, I want to, but I've drank the Kool-Aid too many times to, 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 to really want to get myself hyped up and let down again. I know there's good vibes, but, but in a reality, in a real world, if you can get something for a Derek Carr that is greater than you will ever get for a, a player of his caliber in one year, you have to pull that trigger because the scared man's a dead man. I mean, look at the moves some of these guys are making to win now. To, and you know it, Vinny, you've been in your whole life. To win that Super Bowl, them cards have to fall like dominoes and they can't miss. It takes a lot of luck to win a Super Bowl and to repeat or even to go back. So, if these coaches and everyone wants to say we're scared of Derek leaves, we're so scared, or I'm scared of the team, why? He still has not brought nothing in eight years. And if you can get more to build your team that one player can give you to build that team, because our team has holes everywhere. And this defense, the defensive interior line, the linebackers, I would really like to see us maybe make a run for Bobby Wagner right now and keep – and keep his teammate, uh, uh, keep the team, his teammate from last year. Put those two on them because of the veteran leadership. This defense is going to need on-field training for our schedule coming up. This is not no, this ain't no NFC. You know what I mean? This is real deal we're in now. So Josh and them probably didn't know this is always going to happen. No one can predict the future, but I guarantee you now that drawing board is getting some few extra hours from all them coaches. It just got real in the AFC West. I hear so you, whatever brother. Whatever the Raiders have to do to make them better, Vinny, no names involved. you got to do what you got to do to win that chip. That's what it's all about. I hear Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the love, Vinny. You got it, man. Absolutely. Uh, oh, well, a couple of things. If you're, if you're going to trade Derek Carr, even for a King's Ransom right now, you're essentially waving the, re- the white flag for now and until you can replace him adequately and sufficiently uh, replace him. And uh, a couple things. 
I'm with you. He didn't carry the Raiders to the playoffs. He held things together. But that's the whole point of having a team. (laughs) You don't need your quarterback to carry you. And always remember that, yeah, statistically his numbers went down, but statistically his numbers went down when big-time pieces got taken away. That's how that works. Replace those big-time pieces, and the numbers will get back to where they were. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. All right, shout out to uh, our good friend Fargo Raider. Um, We just got the delivery, my man. Thank you very much. Uh, Chippers, chocolate-covered potato chips uh, over from all the way from Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Thank you very, very much. We at Raider Nation Radio um, are really appreciative of you. Uh, You know, you guys are why we do this. It's, It's so much fun. Uh, to kind of be the the part of a group that is able to bring Raider new, news and bring Raider fans really honestly together uh, on the airways. We get together uh, throughout the course of the year. It's been a lot of fun uh, meeting everybody and, and hearing everybody and taking all your calls and kind of being the steward of information uh, for you guys, sometimes to keep you sane, sometimes to celebrate you, sometimes to be the shoulder to cry on when things are going bad. We've all been there. Uh, but we truly appreciate you and the appreciation that you guys show us um, it's, uh, it, it, it goes beyond words and it's very, very humbling. So Fargo brother, thank you very, very much for the chocolate covered potato chips. Cannot wait, uh, to taste them. Um, uh, so I can't wait. Thank you very, very much uh, for that. Uh, Devon, we've been talking about, you know, uh, some of the changes that, uh, that the Raiders are, are plotting and planning and all of that type of stuff. Um, you know, I really feel like, Getting that defense squared away, and, and, and you know, Passionate Raider had talked about we got holes everywhere, um, you know, for, for your Raiders defense. I don't agree. I think that there's a pretty nice little foundation going. When you're, I mean, you're talking about Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe are two of the best pass rush ends in the NFL, you know, collectively. Um, you know, you talk about a young cornerback like Trayvon Mullen. He has to stay healthy. There's no question about it. I thought Divine Diablo flashed a lot. I mean, he took Corey Littleton's spot. I know that's not necessarily saying much uh, because Corey was struggling, but he decisively took it. And I felt like the run game really improved once Divine came in there with his physicality and his speed and his ability to read and decipher. Uh, I think that his pass uh, or pass coverage um, is going to improve the more he feels comfortable. Nate Hobbs, you guys, Nate Hobbs was a sensation as a rookie slot cornerback. There's no other way to describe that. He was a gift that fell out of the clouds for the Raiders. And, you know, forgot to ask this uh, to Dave Ziegler. We'll get a chance uh, down the road. Uh, and Josh McDaniels and really Patrick Graham when we, when we uh, get a chance to talk to him. Do you keep him at slot cornerback where he was arguably the best slot cornerback in the NFL last year right off the bat that was worth its weight in gold? Or maybe you think about moving him outside. You know, he's got all the characteristics, all the attributes that you look for in a perimeter cornerback. That's the position that he played at Illinois. And I, I told you guys this last week, I had a great conversation with Lovey Smith last week about Nate Hobbs, and his smile was just gigantic when he was talking about, man, 
that kid can play football. It's like, oh, we, we saw that here in Las Vegas. Nate Hobbs is a baller. Trayvon Morag at safety. There's parts to this defense, and there's youth, and there's um, uh, potential, too. It's not all these holes. It's a few holes that need to get addressed and issues that need to get dealt with, but they have time and the assets to do that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday.